Good morning, Graceway. Today is Monday, October the fourteenth, and this is Enoch. And this is Tohi from the Morning Bible Study Teaching Team. We'll be picking up where David Chow left off last week with verses ten to twenty-one of the eighth chapter of the Gospel according to Mark. After feeding the four thousand, Jesus gets frustrated by both the Pharisees and his disciples. If you want to follow along, we'll be reading from the English Standard Version. I'll be reading the narrative, and I'll be playing Jesus. Let's begin. And immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha. The Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and said. <sighs> Why does this generation seek a sign? Truly, I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, got into the boat again, and went to the other side. Now they had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And Jesus cautioned them, saying, "Watch out! Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod." And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, "Why are you discussing the fact that we have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember?" When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said to him, twelve. And the seven for the four thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, seven. And he said to them, Do you not yet understand? Wow. This is the concluding episode of Jesus's ministry before he turns his face to Jerusalem, and this episode is just so Mark. Right over the course of seven chapters, we've seen Jesus battle it out with demons、mm. and perform signs and wonders, which point to his true identity. And as the gospel draws to its first mini climax, I mean, we're about to see Peter's confession of Jesus as the Christ.、Mm-hmm. Mark wants to show us how fruitless Jesus's ministry seems to have been so far. Yahoo! I mean, yeah, I see what you mean. I guess, despite like all the signs that Jesus had been performing, yeah, the Pharisees come and ask him for a sign, as if he hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, and you know he's bothered by it, right? Mark tells us that Jesus sighs in his spirit when he responds, and then he just leaves, right? Like they just get to a place. And、uh, that's the end of the visit. They leave, and you can tell Jesus like it bothers him, right? Because he's still thinking about it in the boat.、Mm. And if that's not bad enough, when he finally seems to collect himself and tries to teach his disciples to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Herodians, even his disciples, he's like looking to them for comfort or something, right? They've been with him all this time. They've listened to all that he's saying. They don't seem to get what he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, I think what's so shocking to me is that even before Jesus says that, the disciples are freaking out because they only brought one loaf of bread, and they're worried about food of all things. You know, 
Which is why when Jesus makes a comment about being wary of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod, they get very insecure about the fact that they don't have enough food of all things. Jesus really quickly realizes that he and they are not on the same wavelength, right? right? So Jesus is trying to make this profound point about the kind of mission they're on, and the possibility that they're actually surrounded by a lot of false allies with their own agendas. And then his disciples are worrying about food. Jesus is like. Look, I just fed four thousand, and you're worried about food, right? And it's not like the first time he's done it either. He's fed five thousand even earlier, back in chapter six. That's right. Jesus is like, how can you possibly not get it? And he uses, you know, the exact same language that he does when he first explains to them about the parables, right? So back in Mark four, Jesus is explaining that he's using parables so that the outsiders are can be seeing but never perceiving, right? Hearing but never understanding, but then he explains everything privately to his disciples. And now he's like, "What? What's going on?" I mean, can you imagine how Jesus must feel? His disciples, of all people, ought to have gotten it. I mean, they were there physically gathering baskets full of leftovers from what they knew started over started as just a few loaves and a few fish. Like, do you not remember what we just did? Right. I mean. It really breaks my heart that he has to say that.、Um, they have actually no recollection, not just on the level of short-term memory, but they just don't even remember like stories of scripture that ought to have helped them to kind of like make the connections for them. Yeah, like when Jesus sees the crowd out in the wilderness after John the Baptist's death, right? Mark tells us he has compassion on the crowds because they're like sheep without a shepherd. Sheep without a shepherd. This explicitly harkens back to Moses's prayer to God in Numbers, all the way back in Numbers twenty-seven, that God would not leave Israel like sheep without a shepherd after he dies, and Moses prays to God that God appoints someone else to lead them. So when Jesus feeds the five thousand in the wilderness, just like God feeds Israel with manna in the wilderness, right? Jesus is putting up a huge sign here, right? I'm the one Moses prayed for. Yeah, and again in Mark six, Jesus and the disciples they get off a boat. They are met by like a large crowd that have gathered on land. He sees them and he tells them to sit down on the green grass. I mean, how many times does Scripture use the word green to describe grass, right? And on this green grass, the people sit. So you see the streams of water and the green grass and the people laying there on the green pasture. Then Jesus gives them a feast in the face of the, I mean, the devastating news that they just got、um, about John's death at the hands of their enemies. I mean, this sounds familiar, right? It's Psalm twenty-three. Jesus is their shepherd. Jesus is God. That's right. It's just right before their eyes, but they're not making the connections. Before we identify too much with Jesus's frustrations, let's be honest here. Are we playing the role of Jesus? Are we playing the role of the disciples in this story? Right? Yeah. We've witnessed some of God's amazing works, but we don't get it. Right? That's like Mark's message, almost. Right? So take, let's take a moment to think about it. How many times has God tried to teach us something, but we just can't pick up on it because we're caught up with how much we screwed up again, or and we just 
don't understand the implications of the crazy, crazy things that God is doing right in front of us. Yeah, I mean, I completely relate. Um, you know, sometimes I feel that I miss what Jesus is doing in my life because I've gotten so hung up on the worries of like whatever's happened before, and all of that impedes my ability to read what's actually going on in the present, right in front of me. You know, and、um, I don't know. A lot of times I do this because I forget. Who's actually in the boat with me? I do this actually all the time, just like the disciples. I don't see that it's the Messiah who's in the boat with me, and if I could only remember all that He's done, then I would have no worries about things like if I brought enough bread. I guess at the end of the day,、um, when it's all said and done, even though the disciples don't get it, and that, I mean, a whole lot of times I just don't get it. I actually just find comfort in knowing that it didn't change change Jesus's mission back then, and it surely doesn't change it now for me. That's some good news, isn't it? It is good news. Yeah, at the end of Jesus' ministry, all these signs and wonders, people don't get it, but Jesus sticks with them. Yeah, just as he sticks with us. Yeah. So before we sign off. I just want to leave you all with a word of advice: Beware the yeast, the Pharisees, and the Herodians. This is Enoch, and this is Doe. Signing off. <laughs>